This is the Best Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Insurance Professional Resources. We're pleased to have with us today James Barbieri from Independent Adjusting and Investigation Company Claims Advantage in Georgia. James is the president and CEO of Claims Advantage. He's a former police officer and has a BS degree in criminal justice. Mr. Barbieri is a certified insurance fraud investigator adjuster and has been conducting SIU investigations for over 30 years. Jim, thank you so much for joining us again today. John, thanks for having me. It is great to be back on the AM Best Insurance Law Podcast. Jim, thanks so much. Today's podcast discussion is investigating commercial vehicle accidents and commercial vehicle accident fraud. And Jim, for our first question today, what are the statistics for commercial vehicle accidents in the U.S. and how many fatalities involve tractor-trailer trucks? According to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, there are over 500,000 tractor-trailer truck accidents in the United States with over 5,000 fatalities per year. And as you know, John, commercial vehicle policies have high insurance policy limits. And the injuries in these accidents are more catastrophic than most claims. Jim, what is the procedure that you follow as an investigator when you receive an assignment for a tractor-trailer accident with serious injuries or fatalities? Well, first of all, it's imperative to have the investigator or an adjuster respond as soon as possible to the accident scene and uh, canvas the area for any potential witnesses, you know, why their recollections are fresh. Uh, We normally obtain recorded statements from witnesses. We also canvass the area for uh, surveillance cameras on nearby businesses or even on some houses that have ring doorbells to see if uh, there's any video footage of the accident. Uh, The other thing that insurance carriers will usually hire defense counsel and all of our uh, work product is protected and privileged when we report to an attorney. In some cases, the attorney will interview, or verbally interview, or take a statement from the driver, which will be protected under the attorney-client privilege. What else do you do as an investigator at an accident scene? Well, I mentioned that we, you know, we canvass for witnesses. Uh, we document the scene uh, using uh, a camera, you know, photographing, measuring uh, tire marks, skid marks, roadway gouges, as well as the uh, debris field, and. If we get to the accident and and it's already been cleaned up, uh, we look for police accident reconstruction marks on the roadway. The police accident reconstructionist will normally spray paint the roadway surface. And from the markings, we are able to determine the positions of the vehicles upon impact and their resting locations. You know, again, this, uh, you know, usually occurs when after the accident, the accident has been cleaned up and the roadway remarkings remain. And while at the scene, we attempt to get as much information as possible from the police and other authorities. In some cases, we verbally interview the driver, if the attorney wants us to do that, uh, regarding the facts of the accident and to determine if there is a dash camera system on the truck 
or a Bendix system or some other type of system that may have captured the incident on video. In most cases, insurance companies or defense counsel uh, does not want the investigator or adjuster to obtain a written or recorded statement from the truck driver as the statement could be discoverable. In, in several cases that I have handled, uh, as I mentioned, the defense counsel uh, would usually uh, prefer to interview the uh, driver. Jim, how do you handle a situation where there is a fatality or fatalities? In cases of a fatality or fatalities, uh, again, immediate response. And one of the first things we'd like to do is, is identify the decedents. And this can be done by running the license plate on the decedent vehicle if the plate is available. If the investigator or adjuster is not assigned to investigate the accident that same day, uh, one of the things I like to do is, is reach out to the heavy equipment tow company and determine if any of the salvage recovery personnel from the tow company obtained photographs. As you can imagine, salvage recovery operations can be very expensive and these guys want to get paid. So, you know, I, uh, I usually get uh, photographs in most cases uh, that were taken by uh, the salvage recovery personnel, which could be very helpful. Um, I handled a double fatality up in uh, outside of Atlanta. And it was a very strange, uh, complicated accident, and we could not figure out how this accident happened. So, you know, after a uh, fatality accident, usually the police report is not available. It could be anywhere from a month, a month to a year. But what is available is the fire department report. So I, in that particular case, I've never seen this before, but the uh, EMS guy in the, in the ambulance verbally interviewed uh, the woman who caused the accident. And that was actually, you know, written in the uh, fire department report. So it's helpful to get, you know, any and all uh, reports from the fire department. Uh, and I recently handled a triple fatality here in Georgia. And when I arrived on scene, the back of the decedent's vehicle was completely demolished. And I could not find the license plate. And unfortunately, Georgia is a one-plate state. And there are no front license plates. And... You know, I was trying to identify the decedents that were involved in this triple fatality, but I wasn't having any, any success. So, you know, one of the things we do as investigators at the accident scene is we, we take a lot of photographs. And I got up to the vehicle and, you know, photographed the vehicle. And I managed to stick my head in without touching anything because it's evidence. And I photographed a paper lying on the front seat of the vehicle, which had one of the decedents' name on it. And from that, I was able to, to identify at least one decedent. And further investigation, I identified all three decedents. Jim, how do you handle the physical evidence such as the involved tractor trailer? John, in most cases involving fatal accidents, the investigative police agency will impound all vehicles involved in the accident. The vehicle is usually removed by a heavy-duty rotator wrecker and which I mentioned uh, previously about the uh, salvage recovery companies. And they secure the vehicle in their tow facility pending inspections by the police. 
And we usually request that the tow company leave the key in the truck, but do not start the engine. After the vehicle is released from impound, we usually have the tractor-trailer towed to a secure facility and secure the vehicle into evidence, especially in cases involving serious injuries or fatalities. We need to preserve all evidence, or we could face a spoliation of evidence claim and possible sanctions by the court if it goes to trial. You know, while secured, and we've even gone to the, to the extent of shrink-wrapping the cab of the truck, so nobody would, you know, go into the into the truck. And, and the reason why we don't want anybody to start or turn over the engine is because the ECM data could be altered if the vehicle is, is started. It is therefore important to tag the vehicle as evidence. Sometimes we use evidence tags, and I mentioned shrink wrapping the cab, and we even tape a sign on the truck that reads do not start or turn over the engine later in the claims process we schedule inspections of the tractor trailer and the as well as the claimant vehicle or vehicles where we have our expert and usually an expert from the claimant attorney's office uh, that uh, intends uh, attends the inspection and they uh, they use um a uh, three-dimensional scanner, which is a pretty cool device. It's on a tripod, and there's a rotating thing, and it turns and it scans uh, uh, the vehicles and creates a, a three-dimensional image. And the other thing that they do is they download the uh, ECM, which is the electronic control module on the truck, and the EDR, which is the event data recorder, on the vehicle or vehicles. Jim, what are you seeing in terms of commercial and automobile-related fraud claims? John, in my previous podcast on insurance fraud, I talked about stage collision fraud rings involving personal automobiles. This type of fraud also occurs in commercial vehicle accidents as, you know, they have large commercial policy limits. Uh, when a fraudster sees a commercial vehicle, they see dollar signs. As in the case of fatalities in cases involving serious injuries, again, it's imperative to respond immediately to or as soon as possible to suspicious accidents. When on the scene, the investigator needs to search any nearby businesses, again, for surveillance cameras or ring doorbell cameras that may have captured the accident on video. Uh, it's important to measure and photograph the damages to both vehicles. And in some cases, we will hire an accident reconstructionist, especially if you have a case where the damages uh, do not uh, look like they're consistent with the facts of the accident. We use an accident reconstruction specialist with fatality accidents, but they are also useful in minor or moderate impacts involving suspicious circumstances. The expert as he does in, in uh, inspections with fatalities, will download the ECM, which is the electronic control module. And it's also referred to as the black box that records the speed of the truck up to 59 seconds prior to the event and 15 seconds after impact. It also records sudden deceleration, which is bra braking or any hard braking, engine settings, accelerator information, audit trails, and any diagnostic fault codes. 
In several of these cases that I handled, the expert confirmed that the truck never struck the claimant vehicle. A case in point, I had one case where our tractor trailer was driving in the right lane on Interstate 20 in Atlanta. When allegedly, uh, when the alleged claimant vehicle flagged down our driver to report that our truck sideswiped his vehicle. Our driver was adamant that, you know, he was maintaining his lane. He never changed lanes and he just denied sideswiping any vehicles. The claimant obtained our driver's personal identification information and then he left the scene without calling the police, which that in itself is a red flag. Uh, The first thing I did when I got the claim was to hire, I got permission to hire an accident reconstructionist to examine both vehicles. Uh, There was no damage on the trailer area of the alleged impact. And there was a large black scuff mark on the left rear quarter panel on the claimant vehicle. Uh, I obtained a detailed statement from the claimant. And the purpose of the statement was to lock him in regarding the damages because the damages just didn't, didn't add up. They didn't look right. And he confirmed that the black scuff mark was caused by the trailer's rear tires running up uh, against the uh, quarter panel. The expert's report indicated that the black mark was caused by the vehicle rubbing up against a tar-covered object and not caused by a tire or anything that was on our trailer. And, uh, you know, we denied the claim successfully and it went, you know, the claim went away. Jim, uh, you had a previous podcast with us earlier this year on insurance fraud and COVID-19. And you talked then about staged automobile collisions involving personal vehicles. Do you see any large fraud rings that stage involving commercial vehicle accidents? Absolutely, John. And uh, this fraud ring I'm going to discuss uh, was covered extensively in the news media. Uh, Back in 2018, I had a large trucking company client send me 30 or 40 files involving suspicious tractor trailer truck accidents that occurred around the port of New Orleans in New Orleans, Louisiana. In virtually all the cases, the truck would be merging onto Interstate 10 and would allegedly sideswipe the claimant vehicle. Several of those cases involved witnesses who would flag down the driver and inform him that the truck was just sideswiped. During the course of my investigation into this extensive fraud ring, I made contact with another insurance SIU investigator uh, through a a group that I'm a member of. And that uh, SIU investigator had information or had an informant who said that an individual by the name of Damien Labrador, uh, a.k.a. Big Boy, his uh, alias was Big Boy, And he was a runner for a couple of personal injury attorneys in the New Orleans area. And they were staging numerous accidents involving tractor trailers. The fraudsters would have a chase car on the shoulder of the highway. And then as another vehicle, uh, and they had another vehicle waiting at the bottom of the on-ramp for any tractor trailers entering the highway. In some cases, the truck would sideswipe the claimant vehicle because it's basically the claimant vehicle would just drive right up into it. And in other cases, the collision never happened. But the setup witness 
again, is parked on the shoulder, would chase down the truck and say, hey, you just sideswiped uh, the vehicle back there. And uh, they would present themselves as an independent witness. And as I mentioned, there were several news stories on this fraud ring in Louisiana. And, uh, you know, one of the advantages we have is that we can get uh, police body cam footage. And there was plenty of police body cam footage documenting these individuals saying how the accident occurred. In most cases, there were several passengers in the claimant vehicles, and they would get representation from the same law firms. I uh, painted a big 10-foot-tall whiteboard on uh, the wall in my office, and I had these flow charts of um, the medical providers and law firms uh, that were involved uh, with these individuals in, in the cases that I handled. Uh, the claimants would claim serious injuries and get numerous injections, expensive diagnostic tests, and almost always they had surgery. Uh, during the course of my investigations, I worked with now retired Louisiana, Louisiana State Police Sergeant Joe Cochia on several of these cases, and eventually the U.S. Attorney's Office became involved as the attorneys got settlement checks uh, through the mail, which made it a federal case because it's considered mail fraud. And this individual, Damien, was indicted by a grand jury, and he pled guilty to staging at least 40 accidents with tractor-trailer trucks, and the indictment stated that he was working with a particular law firm. According to news articles, attorney A would pay Damien Lab, I got trouble saying his last name, Labadoo, $1,000 for every passenger he recruited. In two cases, Mr. Labador was the driver who would intentionally strike a tractor trailer. And in a tractor trailer, and in one case, he drove up to the accident scene and presented himself to the police as an independent witness. This was a multi-million-dollar fraud ring, and there have been over 32 arrests in these cases. The investigators had the benefit in a lot of these cases of having the dash cam videos. And uh, one case, a video from a local business, which showed this uh, insurance scam in progress. As a result of the federal charges, a trucking company victim filed a federal RICO lawsuit, which, as you know, is a racketeer racketeering influence corrupt organization. Usually they go after mob guys with RICO. Uh, but they, charged, they, they filed under RICO against Attorney Daniel Patrick Keating Jr., Damien K. Labord, and Mario Solomon. Jim, are there any final thoughts for our audience today? John, the trucking and insurance companies need to be familiar with the red flags or fraud indicators when handling commercial vehicle claims. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's imperative that you have an investigator or adjuster respond to an accident scene as soon as possible, usually within an hour of the accident, um, for the reasons I outlined uh, earlier in the podcast. Uh, if you have a case like I had regarding suspicious damage on a claimant vehicle, the insurance company should spend a little money and set up 
an inspection with an accident reconstructionist to determine if the damages are consistent with the facts of the accident. Uh, I would rather pay a couple of thousand dollars at the beginning of a claim rather than tens of thousands of dollars in a settlement. But, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes difficult to get permission to use a reconstructionist because the insurance company doesn't want to spend the money. And, you know, the old expression, penny wise and pound foolish, applies in these instances. Uh, trucking companies, uh, you know, should hire an investigator or adjuster res- to respond, as I mentioned. And, you know, if, if it's a fatality, um, they should have a defense counsel assigned so we can report to the defense counsel so we'd have the protection. And uh, there are many trucking companies who do not even report the accident right away to the insurance company, which is not a good de- not a good idea. Um, they usually have a supervisor respond to the scene. But the problem with that is that they do not, for the most part, have investigative experience. And they pretty much, you know, the triple fatality I just handled, you know, the supervisor was just sitting with the driver in the truck and he didn't get any photographs. So it's, you know, it's good that I responded right away, right away and, and documented the scene. So get an investigator to the, to the scene while it is still fresh. And don't be penny wise and pound foolish. Jim, thank you so much for joining us again today. Thank you, John, for having me. That was James Barbieri, president and CEO of Claims Advantage in Georgia. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash claims resource. And if you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.